The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Wednesday edition of our podcast. And we are appreciative of the fact that you made a point to join us today. And uh, we are exci- I'm excited about uh, being able to look into the Word of God and study it today and grateful you've made a point to join us. And uh, we're going to look into Psalm chapter 92 this morning as we continue in our study that we talked started yesterday in this chapter. Yesterday we started in the idea of worship and really the heart of the worship. The heart of the worship, he said it's a good thing and it talks about him and who he is and, and what he's doing and how his, his greatness was seen and the good works, he kind works, these things he's done for us. Today we're going to look at a section of scripture uh, that breaks down a little bit of the thinking of God, but also we're going to look into a very strong statement made by the psalmist. And uh, I'm not one of those that is looking for opportunities to kind of hit the hard confrontational passages, but you don't run from them. So we're going to evaluate a section of scripture today where the psalmist, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, uh, uses a very strong statement here to describe people in this passage. And so let's go ahead and begin. Um, I won't reread the first four verses, but it was talking about being a good thing to praise God and the aspects that are part of worship. In verse 5, we're going to pick up, and he says, O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. A brutish man knoweth not, neither do a fool understand this. When the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, are most high forevermore. The first thing we look at is verse 5, which is really, it's, it's a great segue between the idea of worship and talking about the people who don't want to uh, jump and don't want to be in worship. And really the idea of not wanting to be, to worship him, is not and to acknowledge God and who he is and the position that he holds, sovereign creator of the universe, the one who loves me, the one who created me, the one in whom I am to put my trust for eternity. But he looks at this and he says, in verse 5, he says, number one, how great are your works, his works, thy works. But then he says, thy thoughts are very deep. He continues on to talk about those who don't understand it. But let's take a second, think about, reflect on the idea of his thoughts are very deep. Every once in a while you get a chance to hear somebody as they talk about their subject and they know their subject so well, it's like I have no idea what you've just said. Uh, if you ever have a chance in our church to talk to Dave Coburn, uh, if you ever get talking about chemistry or science or something like that, I'm telling you, 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 he gets a smile on his face and he begins to talk in terminology. And I feel intelligent being part of the conversation, to just be there, um, not so intelligent when I have absolutely no idea what he just said. And there's others in our church very similar to that approach. Um, you want to know about investing, catch Brian Maloney, but you, you, take some notes. Uh, and that is true of a lot of scenarios where they have knowledge and, and they have a, a deeper knowledge than just the average person, uh, probably more than you'd find on Facebook, to be honest with you, or social media. Uh, but the premise is when we come to God, he says, greater thy works and your thoughts are very deep. Now, here's, here's I'm going to just give you a simplistic breakdown of what he's talking about here. God, you are working and your works are great. And sometimes we don't fully understand them because we just can't see the depth of what you're doing. We can't dig down deep enough to find out your intention, your long-term plan. What are you doing? So let's talk about what he's doing in your life or in my life right now. We say, Lord, I, 
I know you're doing something greater, your works, and I believe that, but I won't deny the fact that I struggle a little bit with the idea that I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're doing what you're doing right now. I struggle with it. I can't personally understand why this circumstance or this situation or this path that you have me on right now is it all good for me or glorifying to you. And the reason I can is I, I, do, I have more of a surface level. I, I as, as, as Solomon said in Proverbs, I'm leaning on my own understanding. I'm looking at all of the things going on and I'm having a problem getting below the surface to find out what's really going on, what's really the battle. Uh, one of the things after 20 years of doing what I do, I've had the opportunity off and on to counsel, to encourage, to disciple. And one of the things that I have learned uh, in my own life, learned in my family, learned in, deal in helping, hopefully encouraging other people, it simply comes down to this, that in most occasions, I use this phrase, the issue is rarely the issue. What it is that's consuming you, what it is that's overwhelming you, what it is that you feel like, man, why? Why is this happening? What's going on? Probably the thing you, <clears throat> excuse me, the thing that you think is what's really the problem probably is not. Uh, that, that little tiff this morning with your spouse is probably not the core of the issue. Um, the blow up at home this week over something silly at school with your children, probably not the issue. Um, just, just the little things, the, that battle in your mind when you go to bed, that thing in your mind you can't seem to deal with, probably the dishwasher, who's emptying, who's cleaning it, and who's not doing this, more than likely, not really the issue. Now, I don't know if that's what's going on in your heart, but I, I tell you, usually what happens is we get focused on the circumstances, and what we miss is what really is happening is there's something deeper inside that is really causing this grief, and I'm unable to recognize it. And so because I'm unable to recognize it, I find myself fighting these, sur these surface issues and they're not really solving the issue. It's literally like a symptom of a disease. I go to the doctor and the doctor is going to say, okay, how do you feel? Look at your temperature. Let me see your blood pressure. All of these different things. He'll, you know, check different parts, you know, check your throat. How, how do you feel here? They're going to ask you all of the different things. Uh, they're going to look for symptoms. And so these symptoms will all work together to give that doctor an idea of what direction to go to find out what is really the problem. The same thing happens in our spiritual walk. And can I encourage you that what we need to do in, um, you know, the Bible tells us in Hebrews, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Catch this, piercing even to the dividing asunder soul and spirit and joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know, you know what that passage is the Bible does? The Bible gets down real deep inside of me, down to that place inside of me that I, that. It's, beyond, it's way lower than surface level. It gets down, it separates the physical struggle with the emotional struggle. It separates the physical and spiritual. It helps me, it helps me to recognize the emotional battle and the physical effects that's happening. It digs down deep, and the Word of God is what digs down deep into my life to find out the core of it. His ways are that deep. But what, how do I find His ways? Well, what does it say in John 1, 1? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It really comes down to the word of God. You say, well, I just read it. I must read it. I must be doing like this, be engaged, find out. Because the word of God is what digs down deep and helps me to know 
What's going on? Why am I battling? It helps me to get deeper and deeper into the battle, into why am I struggling with this situation? Why is the anxiety here? Why am I overreacting? Why is anger building up so quickly? Why are all, why is the fear so consuming? Why are these happening? And I can dig down deep and the Word of God can help open my eyes to what God is trying to teach me. That's why being in the Word of God is so important. That's why prayer is so important. That's why church is so important. These, these are places that I come and I allow, Lord, please open my eyes to what I'm missing, the deeper issues that I might be able to solve these things. But here's the problem that I've learned. And it's seen in verse number six. A brutish man knoweth not, neither do they fool understand this. A brutish man, uh, I, I say, I try not to run to harsh words, but I looked at uh, the brutish man, literally, uh, the, the most straightforward term today that would use the term as brutish means stupid or foolish. So he uses two different terms to describe a foolish person. Now we go back to, you know, um, Proverbs and the Bible says there's the simple, the fool, the scorner, and then the wise. Uh, four descriptions of different people. I would say the simple fool and scorner, if you're not careful, are stages. You know, you start at simple, and if you're not trying to be wise, you may end up becoming a scorner. Wisdom is what drives us from this, but that fool's in the middle. Uh, they're not fully away from God, but they're not simple. They understand a little bit where they're going, but they, there's a refusal in that section to strive to gain wisdom. And here's what he's describing here. He says, your ways are deeper and if I go to the Word of God and I study the Word of God, the Word of God will help me. And I listen to the Word of God. The Word of God will help me to dig deeper into my surface level. It'll help me to find out what's really going on. It'll help me. It'll, it'll break down the dividing asunder of my soul and spirit and joints and marrow. It'll get deep down into the real battle inside my heart. The problem is too many people, they still want, they still want to be convinced the issue is surface level and they want some kind of surface answer. And that's not how God works. God wants to get to the heart of the matter. God wants to get down deep and help us to realize that our anger is not necessarily at our spouse or our family. It's a situation we haven't resolved them as a different scenario. Our overreaction at home is probably fear or anxiety over something else. Let's dig down deeper and find out what it is. That blow up in our marriage may be a battle from something years ago in a different relationship or unresolved situation or fear in that. It could be, there could be a million other reasons behind that. And what we see here is that a wise man says, I'm going to go to the Word of God and I'm going to continue looking so I get God's answer deeper than the surface level where a foolish, silly person is going to look at it and say, well, okay, the Bible says this and the pastor said this and my advisor said this and my mentor and the deacon said this, but I don't know. And I'll be honest with you, I've heard that way too many times. We can give the Word of God and then somehow when the person that God has put in your life, a parent or a grandparent or a mentor or a pastor or a friend, uses the word of God to instruct, uh, some people immediately jump back, I know the Bible says that, but can I encourage you that the moment, the moment you get to thinking, I know the Bible says that, but, and you run to a different conclusion, God calls you foolish. The word of God is the answer, not psychology, although there's a great need for it in some scenarios. But the true depth of the answer to our issues is not found in psychology or things of that nature. The true answer is found in, in the Bible. We find Jesus, we find help, we find the strength we need in the Word of God. And I'm afraid that we live in a society today that is similar to what he says here. The brutish man knoweth not, 
Neither do the fool understand this. They refuse to really understand the depth of what God is trying to do. And so what happens is we drive ourselves further and further away from God. We don't, we want to blame God for our problems instead of recognizing what God is doing to teach us. And so we just keep running and running and running and we wonder why God's not doing anything. God's not doing anything because we're running from what he's trying to do. He is doing something. We're just running from him. I encourage you, get back in the Word of God, get back in church, get back in your walking with God. Or, unfortunately, it's just going to get worse. This is because life just has a tendency to unravel itself without the guidance of the Bible. That's why it says in Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Can I encourage you, if I don't have the lamp and I don't have the light, how many times am I going to run into things? How many scars am I going to get from that? How many mistakes am I going to make because I don't know what direction I need to be going? Be in the Word of God. Trust what He's doing. Trust that He's doing something that He, it doesn't make sense and it sometimes seems hard, but He's doing something for you because of you, in you, to help you to get to where He wants you to be and where's the best place for you. May you be that. May that be there. And if you find yourself saying, I'm struggling, I don't know, you know what? Draw nigh to God. He will draw an eye to you. Don't try and figure out and fix your past. Just today, decide to draw an eye. Get closer to God. Get back in the Word and just start over. And God will be there. And He will help you as you start back over. The Bible says a just man falls seven times and rises up again. Get back up and keep going. Don't, don't be this foolish person who just refuses to see what God's doing. Be the one that recognizes that God's ways are deeper than we could ever intend. And we will continue to trust and follow Him. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday edition. Uh, if you are local to our area, we hope you'll join us. Seven o'clock, I'll be teaching again in the adult Bible study. Be in prayer for Steve Fowle and his family. It's his younger brother passed away last week from COVID. And uh, so be in prayer for him as the funeral is tomorrow morning. Um, and so be in prayer. Also be in prayer for Brother Kaiser. He's an evangelist we, uh, we support here at our church. Uh, his wife passed away someday. So be in prayer for both of them this week. But tonight, 7 o'clock, I'll be teaching in the adult Bible study. Uh, we'll have adults, teens, kids club, all that going on tonight. If, if you've never been here, we'd love to have it. We have a nursery. We start with the Bible study and with the time of prayer. So we'd love to have you. If you can't make it for whatever reason on property, we'd love to have you join us online and in, participate with worship with us that way. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next time.